for 200 Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah, I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Yeah. He know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball? So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. As you see, we got Mike back. After his world tour, or at least what he claims, he just kept saying he was in this place, this place, but I never got any signature on the paperwork. Uh, but you know what it is. Then all of a sudden, I get this message uh, that uh, Charles Bishop is going on assignment. But none other than AD True is still always true to the cause, and he's ready to pitch it. So we're in good shape. And as you see, before I get started, I have my alpha jacket on, Mike, and my alpha Ada Lambda tie of the black and old gold. Um, as you know, Prayer View calls the line, Ada Gamma, our chapter. Absolutely. Uh, recently, so this is in partial celebration of them. And then, obviously, Delta Theta right here at Texas Southern University crossed the line as well. Uh, those seven brothers will have their probate today as Prairie View had their probate on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, I should say. And so after this show, I will go over there to support the brothers. So I figure I'd uh, dress up appropriately to I, I be recognized. Gonna, I, I was going to say, did you, I was going to say, did you ever go say hello to them, you know, during the process to encourage them? <laughs> no, 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 I value, I value my job too much. I don't, I don't, I don't I, I'm, just saying, I'm, saying, I'm talking about encourage. I'm like words of wisdom. That's get your mind out the gutter. I'm yeah, I'm gonna give them words of wisdom after the fact. Yeah, I don't haze anymore. We we know, we know. No, yeah, yeah. no hazing organization. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, this is the intake process. Yeah, initiate. Yeah, you yeah. see, Mike can't even do his fingers right. <laughs> Let me go if I get this brother in trouble. <laughs> uh, AD Drew, how you doing today? Get uh, Mike to calm down, and I come back to him. I, I'm I'm doing good, and I'm going to give you credit for that pivot, Doctor Kavir, because that was a hell of a pivot that you just made right there. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, I, 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 I'm gonna use a great a great basketball analogy. You. you you spun off of that like like the rent cycle in the uh in a wash. There you go. That's appropriate. You <laughs> sure said it right. <laughs> Good to see you. I know you had uh, a long week. Um, obviously, uh, great information you provided for the baseball game. Uh, featured your institution, Army State. We'll get into a little bit of the Division Two uh, updates uh, to give you what that looks like, and get your thoughts in terms of as postseason starts to come upon us. 
can Albany State get the bid to the NCAA Division II tournament? It's been a while. I want to get your opinion on that, so we'll uh, I'll pine on that for a little bit, and, and we'll sneak that in a little later in the show. But with that being said, let me go back to Mike and see if he's prepared now. Mike, how are you doing? I, what did you pivot off of? I'm still back on that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you pivot off of? I was serious with my question. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm doing fine, Doc, as usual, life on the road. Uh, almost four straight weeks of uh, travel, so it, it's hard on a young man. But uh, all in all, happy to be back in the lab with this illustrious gentleman, AD. Uh, we got my 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 good friend Ryan who leaves me alone, so he's my best friend today. Um, but he's a rattler, so I can only keep him at arm's distance. Um, but it's good to be back. It's good to see all the listeners in the lab as well. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, with that being said, I'm going to put on my academic hat a little bit here. And I got to talk about this. This is just getting it done. Uh, as you know, welcome to episode 388 Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show that's covered in sporting HBC Dash for all things HBC Sports. For institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC Sports culture. HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. We simply call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Kavil, along with my co-host Mike Washington and A.D. Drew. Today, we're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH 1230 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper, in a beautiful home, Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. You know, as research getting in here, uh, this is an article from a HBCU graduate undergraduate. He did his PhD at Texas A&M. Savion uh, J.L. Foster, that's Dr. Foster, has an article that I've been grooming through, published last year. You got to be there. A thematic content analysis of historically black college university sporting experience. So over the summer, as we get into some of this uh Different framework, HBCU sports, the business of HBCU sports. We'll talk about that. Obviously, some research. We'll get a chance to bring Dr. Foster in and let him talk about that. But uh, been appreciating some of the things he talks about here about the HBCU sporting space, looking at Black Twitter and being able to tell a story in terms of Black liberatory fantasy, uh, Black critical theory, Black crit, as they like to talk, talk about it. So I was fascinated about that. And as today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency LLC, THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, I wanted to get into Howard football transfer using eligibility to pursue a psychology. No, not a master's. A PhD. So you talking about taking care of your business in terms of your scholarship um, to t get your grades and do things like that. I thought it was a cool story to read somebody that's been able to still have eligibility and use that to pursue a PhD, in this case, psychology. On National Signing Day, back in February, this is courtesy of HBCU Game Day, but Howard University football team signed 10 new bison to the roster. We talked about them during signing day. But out of that 10 was one that's very interesting, a transfer quarterback, Lance McMillan, from UNC Charlotte on January 17, 2023. McMillan will, went 
to his personal social media to officially announce his transfer portal interest. After missing the entire 2022 season due to injury, McMillan made the choice to find a new home with his two remaining years of eligibility. The graduate transfer is coming to Howard after playing 33 games uh, in four seasons with UNC Charlotte. McMillan joined UNC Charlotte summer 2018 as a walk-on but showed his prowess and was actually a 2019 Conference USA All-Freshman team. Uh, but with all that being said, obviously, athletic directors list 3.0 GPA and higher, as you imagine, he decides he's going to transfer to Howard to pursue a PhD in psychology. I was like, that's getting it done in multiple facets. I was loving to see that. That's how you make the system work for you. With that being said, I'm going to go to you, Mike. What's some hot news that you want to talk about today? Oh, man. I, how about – well, CB normally kicks us off. So, um, in my best CB voice, I'm going to kick us off with the baseball players of the week for the SWAC. Uh, what is it? So, Southwestern Common has Tab Bethune-Cookman's, Hillen Hall, and Texas Southern's Abraham DeLeon uh, for SWAC Weekly Honors for their outstanding performances – during the past week of play, hitter of the week, Hall led the BCU lineup as the Wildcats took two of the three games from Florida and m He finished the weekend with two multi-hit games and seven total RBIs, ribbies, in the game when uh, in, a, in game three win Sunday. Hall, Hall tallied five uh, ribbies, thanks in part to the first inning two-run homer. Pitcher of the week, DeLeon Silence, the PVU offense. PVU's playing pretty well lately, but with he silenced the offense with 10 strikeouts, 10, uh, 10 uh-uhs, as we say back in the day, and only allowed two hits over the seven innings. The Tigers defeated Prairie View 8-4 to as DeLeon picked up the win. So congratulations to those two individuals for being tabbed uh, players of the week for the SWAC. For SWAC. Good stuff, good stuff. We go to you, A.D. Drew. What are your – Thoughts on today in terms of some hot news that you wanted to get out there or that uh, stuck with you a little more than not? Well, I want to uh, – if, if you're going to do SWAT Players of the Week, Mike, I want to give <laughs> the mid-majors their love also since I can't go to the MEAC. Absolutely. Oh, my bad. I, I wasn't supposed to say that. I, you know uh, what? Well, I, I, I was going to say it, but I was going to let you die. Take that die. Since obviously I took a wrong die by the Alpha Phi Alpha, I'll let you take this die. <laughs> uh, uh, player of the Week, uh, Trey Rutledge from Miles College, uh, outfield Rutledge slash hit 333, 476, and 750 from the leadoff spot with uh, two doubles, a home run. Ten RBIs and Miles took two or three from Savannah State. Savannah State, the number, I believe, the number three team in the BCSN uh, rankings uh, that came out on this past Sunday, and including hitting a grand salami and drove in six runs in an eleven to one victory. And the pitcher of the week for the SIAC also. Came from Miles, and that would be Caleb Heller. Heller threw a complete game, two hit shutout against Savannah State in the opening game of the series. He walked two, struck out five, and Miles won 10 nothing. Now, Miles took two of the three from Savannah State, 
And the two games, they got double digits. Yep. Do the math right there. Pretty easy. That's uh twenty-one to one in two games. <laughs> That's Woo! getting it done. That's, That's getting, getting it done. done. Miles, we go back to you, Mike. Uh, uh, is there? You know, we got spring football as people are getting ready um, to get into football and getting excited. So obviously, basketball is closed out. We are in the first uh, half of baseball and softball, if you would, but. Talking about these spring practices as you get in the spring football day, Mike, what is your general thought process of what things you like to hear or see is getting done in the spring football? And the AD, I'm gonna ask you the same question. Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to, I'd like to hear um, that new players that are gelling. You know, they, we talked about some of the new players that were signed last year. We talked about new transfers. You like to see new players. You like to see changes in offense. What were the gaps last year? You like to see those being worked on, particularly in the spring. So, you know, with 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 TSU, if you look at some of those games, it was offense. You know, where are they on offense? You know, uh, how's the offense spread? What kind of offense are they looking at? You want to hear those things. You want to hear – you actually want to hear a lot of fandom and uh, – and, and excitement around it. Um, but you want to see where the team is going. You want to see the leadership. You want to see, you know, do you have a quarterback? Do you have some viable quarterbacks, running backs, whatever the position? Those are all the things, all the ta- intangible things that you look at. Most importantly, you want to see, you know, progress at the end of practice. You know, the spring games are coming up purple and gold, uh, the maroon and white, whatever the school, you look forward to seeing that as well. That's that's the culmination of all of these spring practices. Um, so those are the things that come to the top of my head, Doc. Good stuff, good stuff. With that, A.D. Drew, same framework in terms of getting into spring practice, uh, culmination with the spring day game. What things do you look at? Uh, particularly that you're trying to figure out, uh, make some early indications of what direction you're going to go by the time we get into um, the media day, which obviously was announced on Tuesday for the SWAC. Uh, and uh, what are your thoughts in terms of working up to that? What are you looking at this these next couple of weeks? Doc, you we talked about this on Sunday. Matter of fact, this was uh, part of our opening segment on the BCSN Sports Wrap. And I opened it up with a public service announcement, Dr. Kavir. And that public service announcement was, ladies and gentlemen, it's spring practice. It's just <laughs> spring practice. You suppose I love it. to look good, practice. If you can't look good, and if you're purple and gold or cream and white or whatever color it is, when you play in the other the other guys and they know exactly what you're going to run, we got some other issues. So anything that you get right now, we've got to take with a grain of salt. And is where I'm going with this, Dr. Kavir. How many times have we seen that quarterback win the quarterback battle in the spring and come game three? The guy who he lost to is now the starter. Also, how many times during summer camp, fall camp, do we see injuries? Oh, let me back that up. How healthy are your guys in spring practice? 
because mm. if if you if you got a, if you got a uh, a hangnail right now, you're not practicing during springtime. So you know they, they take it with they take it with caution. They take it take it for what it is. Yes, it's good to get out there, get the reps, work on the fundamentals. That's what I'm looking at. Are we doing the fundamental things? Are they in position to make the tackle? We know they're not gonna hit them hard, but are they in position? Are they, are, are they breaking down to uh to make the tackle tackle? Is the quarterback is he actually throwing the ball on a rope, or is, or is he throwing the ball five yards over the receiver's head or five yards to the left? Those are the mm-hmm. kind of things that I look for. But as far as my my offense scored uh thirty points uh against my defense, yeah. Nah, I, I I could care less. I would be a little concerned about that. You know, the spring game should be low scoring. If and speaking of spring game, what's the format for a spring game? Everybody has their own format, so take That's care. Right. So take yeah. care for what it is. Every every school, some people script them. Some people play a real game. Some people play. They have we're running thirty plays a day. We thirty plays of offense, twenty plays of defense, ten plays of special team, whatever it is. So take it for what it is. It's a practice. It's just practice. Practice? We talking about practice? Yep. Good point. Very important practice, as they would say. With that being said, let's get into our first break. We'll come back on the other side, get into a little bit of SIC, talk about uh, Albany State, as we promised you, as they are running away, it seems like, uh, with the baseball standings. Or, or at least sitting in a good position. We'll see what that looks like. Savannah State slid a little bit as they previously were in the second. And so we'll talk about where they dropped to, uh, give you some indications on a couple of uh, your independent programs, if you would. Uh, and then we'll get in a little bit of softball as well. With that being said, we'll get back on the other side as we give you an update on mid-major. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton, Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter.
If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who's about, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Lil with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and A.D. Drew in the building giving you some updates. With that being said, let's jump right into it, mid-major. As we do it on Thursday, we're going to talk a little bit about softball. As you know, I love to say, Shuri's not dead. We like to share the love. And with this, we're going to share the love with Brian and AD. As they do on Sunday, they drop uh, the rankings. And obviously, during the year, you've heard me and I do rankings for football, mid-major and major. We do it for basketball, mid-major and major, both men's and women's. I don't do it in baseball because I vote in the Black College Nines poll. But I wanted to share a little love with BCSN because they do, when I say they, AD particularly, as they do on the show, they talk about it. But AD comes back and does a special edition and runs the numbers that include Sunday because by the time they do their show, that they don't necessarily have all the games because obviously D1 plays a lot of their games on Sunday midday and they go in towards the hour of the show and they don't always post everything that's there. So I get the hottest news, the ranking that especially run just for our show. So I like to show out a little bit and give a little love and give us an indication of the rankings that are out there. Not a lot of changes in the Black College 9-4 rankings. It's Albany's at the top of that poll. Savannah State is two. But I wanted to get in here, and that's for the baseball side, wanted to get in here to do it for the softball, where they actually do some love and one of the few poll rankings out there in any kind that give updates for softball major and mid-major division. So with that being said, before we ask these guys their thoughts in terms of the SIEC and some of the independents, let me give you the top five. We're going to start with those teams in the hunt. Those in the hunt, we're going to start with Winston-Salem State, Division II program uh, in the CIAA. And CIAA doesn't have baseball, but they do have softball. Uh, the Rams are in at 12 and 8, 6 and 2, 37.63 points as they are in the hunt. Uh, uh, Next up is Elizabeth City State, the Vikings, 6-11, and 6-3. and three. 
They find themselves to get in there at 37.81. Lane is in there at 23.76 and 4 at 40.02. And that's Lane out of the SIC. In front of them is Albany State at 18 and 11, 11 and 5 at 44.57. Claflin is at 17 and 9, 5 and 1 out of the CIAA, 51.49 uh, in terms of what they're getting done in their ranking. Almost went back to Claflin when they were in the SIEC. Threw me off a little bit there. I had to do that pause. Ooh, you, like, you went nope. back there for that one. Yeah, I went back a while, didn't I? Looking at the top way. five. We have Stillman, <laughs> Stillman at 26 and 8, 10 and 6, playing a great season. They were previously in the hunt, but they sneak in the top five. 52.50 now. Also sneaking into the top five, none other than Skiggy at number four, 16 and 14, 9 and 3, 53.55 in the hunt last weekend. The top three programs remain that way, uh, but for Dexterity, that's Miles at 16 and 13, 10 and 2, 61 point. One seven as they remain in the three spot. In the two spot is Bowie State. The Bulldogs ladies over there getting it done. 22 and 9. Undefeated in the CIAA. 63.62. Ranking number two. Number one is Ella Waters. That moved over from the NAIA to the NCAA. So now they're a member of the SIC. 25 and 5. 11 and 3. 70.53. And number one playing some good softball. Getting it done. Top five programs. Let me go to you, Mike, first. In terms of softball action, whether it's out of SIEC, CIAA, Independent, you know, what are your thoughts in terms of the poll rankings of some of the teams that are playing some good softball out there? What has you excited right now? Man, you, you got to be excited at, at the, whatever's in the water in Albany State, um, Albany <laughs> State. But, you know, you look at the softball, but then you will talk about them in baseball. You got to be excited with that. Now, you had Miles at number three, right? Yes. Okay. And they they're not, they're ahead of Tuskegee. That's what the data says. Now remember, this is not a voting poll like I do. So okay, you, know, you got to it up with eighty Drew. This is the combination. You can ask him his formula and all those kind of good stuff. But that's the data coming in. You know, you like the data, doctor. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm just, uh, just digging. So I'll, some people even came back in here talking about, oh, Mister Data himself is back. So I guess you got yeah. to show out, but go ahead. I, statistically, I, I, is Miles not? I, I'm sorry, maybe. Or I'm sorry. They, is Tuskegee not a little better? <laughs> I, I missed some points in there. They hadn't played, have they? At the end, so I wonder about this computer formula, right? Uh, Tuskegee sitting at ten and three, seventeen and fourteen. Miles what nine and two, and then you know five hundred. You got Miles three. Where you have Tuskegee? I'm sorry. Four, four. They're right there, four. right there in the Okay, right they're there. right behind. Okay, but in 61.17 and 53.55, so not too much margin difference. Yeah. Okay, yeah, not too much of a difference, but, you know, that, that one that one makes a difference. So, anyway, <laughs> I just I just want to question your algorithm. What kind of SIC algorithm you got? Because cause some things are a little off there. But other than that, I, I, I am uh, – uh, Edward Water has surprised me. If you've gone into the season, to be honest, I don't. I'm not as much the aficionado of SIEC. I know a few teams because of what, but I would not have picked Edward Waters to be 11 and three, 25 and five. Then you look at some of the statistics, man. Their slugging percentage, their own base percentage, they are playing some good ball. I did not expect that at all. 
So I, I got to tip my hat to that. So um, those are a couple of things that step out. I don't want to dominate your time. I just came back. You might shut my mic off. Oh, we're gonna give you a little extra time since you uh, graced us with your presence. You the know, one thing, the one nice thing, you right now. That was one, AD Drew that might shut the mic off when you questioning his numeric poll rankings and data conversation. Yeah. He says he's he's a data guru as well. AD now, Drew, what are your thoughts in terms the one thing, of Doc, he's playing some good softball right now? And if you Doc, can sneak it in there, you can answer a question or two for Mike since he asked you what about the data. Hey, Go the ahead, one Mike. thing, the one, the, the one thing I want to point. Uh, Edward Waters, Team ERA, 1.59. There's not another team that has a, a Team ERA lower than two or 2.5. Um, that, is, that is incredible. That That is a pitching staff, not just one or two, at least to this point. So, sorry, I'll, I'll shut up and let him go. But you're going to have to explain this, this little algorithm you got. Yeah. And, and Mike, <laughs> I'm just getting prepared talking to you because there's another publication that I won't name that we've been going back and forth on Twitter about the differences in our, nice. in our ranking. So, and I've invited them to come on the BCSN Sports Wrap on a Sunday night so that we can have an in-depth discussion because the fact that there are two of us out there discussing HBCQ softball yeah. When no one discusses HBCU softball, I I love it. Whether yeah. you agree with whether you agree with the numbers that I'm running or disagree with it, the fact that we can have an intelligent conversation and the fact that Mike, you could disagree with me when three years ago you, you couldn't disagree with me because nobody was putting this in, in this type of information out. So, but to just to back up my information. Oh. Uh, now, Edward Waters has played probably a weaker non-conference schedule, but I you cannot that. discount what they have done in the SIAC at, with, with uh, 11 wins already in the SIAC. So no matter what you think about, with and, and they have played some – they they beat the teams they supposed to beat. We'll just put it like that. But they've also beaten their peers. So yes. we've got to get we've got to give Ever Waters all all the credit in the world under the under their first year head coach. Now absolutely. Now let's go over to the other side, and I'm gonna be as real as I can. Uh, former Tuskegee softball coach uh, Ever Carvin, may he rest in peace. Uh, won, won three championships uh, with Tuskegee. Uh, took the took the Golden Tigers to another two conference championships. He always warned everybody about the East is fool's gold because somebody always dominates the East. It was either Albany State. It was usually Albany State that would dominate the the, the East. This year yeah. is this year you have Everwaters and Albany State or the or the king or the queens of the East. Yes. But he say, oh, pay attention. They always gone. If they if they not gone <laughs> in the first in the first two uh, round by 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 the uh, first time in the double elimination, they may get one game and then they're always gone. And the power is always in the West. And when you look back at it. He 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 was always he's always been right. 
Spring Hill, not HBCU, but they've won more than their fair share of SIAC championships in softball. Tuskegee. Miles. Those three have been the dogs in the West. And once upon a time, when Steelman was in the SIAC, who was in the West, they were a dog in softball. So what do all four of those schools have in common, y'all? State of Alabama. Alabama. Bama. State of Alabama. Bama. It's something about it's something about what they, the recruiting that they that those schools are doing in the uh, state of Alabama. Because you mentioned it, Steelman is also in the uh, in the rankings. So three, yeah. four, and five hail from the state of Alabama in those rankings, Doctor Kabir. So pretty good. So, Great point. Something about it is something about is is something about the water. Something about that muddy water as you go through the black belt <laughs> in Alabama. I'm going to leave it right there. Good stuff. Good stuff. With that, let's go to our second break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll give you some mid-major baseball talk. Get you some updates of what's going on in the baseball talk. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the other side. We'll give you those top five rankings, and then we'll get in to see what these gentlemen think about baseball and the SIAC and those independent programs across the landscape, both NCAA Division II and NAIA. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this second From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. There's a shot. shot that right. might be. It could, it could be. Right field. Grand slam. What a shot. That's how you get hot, young fella. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do and all you guys at BCSN. We really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love yeah, and who's about, who's about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. Yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. I do have an update, update for that baseball. I'm going to tease you with it. It was interesting. We want to know if the Bulldogs could hold on or the Wildcats do what they do and come back in that inning. We'll see what that looks like. If the Bulldogs were holding a team with 980 lead, 
I'll come back on the other side and give you updates for those that haven't seen it yet. With that being said, let's get in here and talk a little bit about uh, the baseball side of things. Let's go back to the Black College Sports Network ranking with uh, Brian and AD as they do on the show. I got the update. So let me give you who's in the hunt for the mid-major programs. Uh, starting out, you have Florida Memorial that are in the hunt down there in Florida. We talked about what they do on softball. Let's see what they're doing on the baseball side of things. Sitting at 14 and 13, 4 and 5 in the conference race. They're at 28.55 in the hunt, sitting outside of number five. Bringing us next up is Lane. Lane out of the SIAC, Tennessee, 10 and 20, 10 and 8. Then we go back to Florida and stay in the SIAC with Edward Waters, 12 and 15, 7 and 10. This is the reigning champions uh, of the Black College Championship and uh, struggled a little bit this year. They had up and down, came on late last year. We'll see what that looks like for them this year. Then we go into uh, what is CIAA country. They do not have baseball, so it's an independent. Virginia State is sitting at 16 and 12. Uh, obviously, as I said, they do not have conference race. Playing pretty good baseball. It'd be interesting to see what that means for them as they close out the season. Always tough to play that independent schedule, but to have a winning record at this time, have to give them some credit to see what's going on. Be interesting to see if they would ever look at joining the SIC as a provisional member. Um, obviously, you look at Talladega and what they're talking about doing as they're currently in the NIA, but uh, are they going to be looking at moving Division II? We've heard that come out from the president and the athletic director there, so it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like as they previously were a member of the SIC. But getting back to this, we're going to stay in the SIC with Kentucky State, 13-13, They are in the hunt. Let's look at these top five programs as they're getting done. All of them have winning records as they are in the top five. With that being said, we're going to stay in the state of Alabama in the SIC with Miles. 16 and 15, 13 and 7, 44.12. They were in the hunt last week, but they jumped into the top five. Number four, you have Savannah State in that SIC. 18 and 8, 4 and 14 and 6 had a tough week uh, as they dropped uh, two spots. 49.09 uh, points were for the Savannah State Tigers. At number three, we have West Virginia State, 14 and 10, 9 and 3, 49.65 points. They jump up two spots this week as they travail the landscape. At number two, we go back to the NIA programs at Talladega, 21 and 10, and the GCAC, uh, one tie. You don't see that in baseball, so it'll be interesting to see what calls that in terms of those lightning rain delays. The old baseball <laughs> talk there, 11 and 4. Fifty-one. They will rank three previously. They move up a slot, bring us to number one. Staying at number one is Albany State, as they are having a tremendous season. Twenty-one and five, nineteen and one, sixty-seven point one six. They actually played the school that AD Drew now calls home, working at a late game that he had to be there, going to the left inning, loving innings, I should say, in terms of extra free extra baseball. Uh, Albany State falls in that matchup. Close one, tough for you. I'm going to go straight to you, not necessarily talk about that game, uh, but just to talk about how baseball is being played at the mid-major level. What are your thoughts on some of these programs? And what I really wanted to ask you as you get into this uh, before you close it out with the subject is can Albany State, the Golden Rams, can they get that elusive uh, playoff, Division II playoff bid? 
this year we hadn't seen in a while. It's also tough on the NI side, but can they get it done if they roll at the level they're playing now? Do they have a shot to get that bid this year? Albany State, Dr. Cavill, is two and six in nine conference games. Hmm. Let's, yep. keep, let's, let, let, let's look at the numbers. They are two, they've dominated the SIEC. And obviously, when you build your team, you build your team to win your conference, whatever conference that right. you are in. And Albany State has done that with the best of them. Scott Hemming over there at Albany State. But two and six non-conference kind of concerns me for a team as good as Albany State. And let's take last night's game. Let's take it with a grain of salt. It's a midweek game. Most people don't play all of their starters. You may play two, three, four, four starters in, in that in that game. And that and that's what happened with uh with Albany State. You let your starters come in off the bench to get a just to get an at bat or two and to get them into some situations where Okay, yeah, you've got you've got uh, runners on second and third with one out. You may you may not face that a lot of times with the normal batting lineup, but coming in off the bench, I can put you in that situation so that when you when you have to face it in a conference game, uh, you're ready. One thing we have to remember: yes, Albany State is the favorite in the SIAC, but there's always that non-HBCU in the SIAC. Who mucks up the water? I said muck, y'all. M-U-C-K. Just want to make sure everybody uh, understood that. And that's uh-huh. that spring, that spring hill. Spring hill. You have, got, you have got to factor Spring Hill in to anything as they are one of the top three teams in the in the conference right now. Just uh quickly moving on to a couple of other schools well, and I and I No, that's a great point. Before you do that, I'll let you move on your yeah. time. But to your point, Spring Hill is now jumped over Savannah State in the second place to your yeah. point sitting at 15 and 4 in the conference race while Savannah State slid to 13 and 5. So you're exactly right in terms of what that looks like. Go ahead yeah. and continue with the second part. Yeah, and and I and I'll uh quickly go through it. Uh, start off with the last team in the hunt. Florida Memorial plays in arguably the toughest NAIA conference in America. The, the Sun Conference takes six teams to their conference tournament out of the nine, out of the eight teams in that conference. Nice. Normally, five of those six teams make the national tournament. So that tells you how tough that conference is, including having the number one team in in AIA in the Southeastern Fire. Yep. Now, uh, one, one last a, thing. That's a great point. Great stat there. Put that yeah. out. Well, uh, yeah. Mike, let me get your thoughts Mike. on that. As AD, you're just dropping dimes over left and right, yeah. give folks a little information on baseball uh, that I'm sure they were aware of when you talk about Florida more. I love that. Great point there, uh, Drew. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of some of the baseball at the Division two level? You see the poll rankings. Any thoughts in terms of – what was spit out this week? So along the lines, I was looking at stats, and you you get a team like Albany State, and they clear it away, right? You look at their team batting average, four hundred. You look at a team ERA. You always look at indication of how their teams are doing. Three point oh six ERA. One of the few teams really in 
Division two, at least HBCUs that have a low team ERA like that. Um, and then you look at who their losses are, like Columbus State, Valdosta State, Thomasville, Georgia. And you look, you start going down the scroll, you know, they have one loss against Savannah. And then you see, you know, Columbus State, they lost four to 15. So uh, decisive losses against folks outside of the SIEC. Going back to his point, this, you know, decisive losses to teams outside, nothing, nothing convincing, nothing close. So that kind of makes you scratch your head. A little. I still root for him, but that's a head scratcher because all of those stats now are against, you know, really, you know, the SIEC teams. And then I asked, you know, Florida Memorial was in the middle of the College Nines World Series. And I that's one of the few teams I've had I actually had a chance to see them play when I went to see my boys play in Florida. And I I actually had a chance to see Florida Memorial play when we were down there. And I was like, this is a good team. What so I checked out their conference. They're four and four or in the middle of the conference. But then if you go back and look at the teams that are above them, those are top-ranked teams. So you wonder if Florida Memorial should be higher ranked in the stats. Um, and, and they're putting out the statistics, team batting average, all of that good stuff. But they're a lot better than what they look on paper. So that's one of the things that stood out to me statistically. Put them in good any course, other conference man. and they're dominating it. Right. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. When you take a little behind the scenes to get a better understanding of when you're tabulating this data in regards to wins losses, but also making sure that you take an account in terms of who's playing who, um, strength of schedule, uh, strength of competition in terms of conference alignment, all those things factor in. So it's really good. And that's why I wanted to share this poll ranking from that perspective with that. Let's go into our last break. We'll come back on the other side and give you some updates. As I promised, I got an update for you for Bethune-Cookman, Alabama A&M. If they cooked off things for the weekend, they did early game today so they could have the Sunday Easter off. But we have a couple of matchups also that will be played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we'll give you that lineup and get these folks' thoughts in terms of what will take place in week number four as the baseball season is starting to shape up in the Division II, NIA, and Division I HBCU programs. Particularly in the SWAT, we'll give you some of those updates of what that looks like on the other side. Sneaking maybe a little bit of baseball updates as Prairie View is dominating in the Western Division undefeated thus far. Can they continue to churn and hold on that? We'll see what that looks like. And can they come out of the West like they did last year and get it done against the East, which for anything are deeper, but you saw what Prairie View able to get done against uh, the number one ranked team out of the East last year winning the championship. With that, we'll be right back on the other side with our last break. Stick with us as we give you your latest on HBCU baseball. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. 
This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that, and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, here with you uh, to close out the show in this last segment as we go back to Division One baseball in the squad. We have none other than A.B. Drew and Mike Washington. As we get into it, I did want to get updated, as I promised everybody. Uh, as you closed out the eighth inning up there in Huntsville, Alabama, you had the Bulldogs, the Bullpups on the Bull Dirt. We're getting it done against Wock as they a tied for first place, uh, along with FAMU and Alabama State at 72. I was like, ooh, going to get a little bit of upset here. As they were leading 9-8, to eight, it comes to the top of the ninth. They bring out the bats, uh, and it starts out. With none other than Garcia, Hall, and Pena up the bat, and they trigger a run where the Wildcats ended up putting up four runs in the top of the ninth. Godzilla looks to close things out, and he gets it done as he shuts down the Bulldogs, who do get one run back, but not able to get any more than that. Final there is the Wildcats get it done up the series, winning it 12 to 10. Uh, against the Alabama A&M Bulldogs. So, uh, with that being said, you also have Jackson State and FAMU uh, scheduled to play today. Don't have an update on that, as well as Texas Southern Grambling. Obviously, you have all this rain in the area. It'll be interesting to see what can get played um, with your matchups. Uh, talking about there, as we get into Friday, where you get your full six-game schedule, uh, to give you some updates of what to think about, and I'll ask these guys what are their thoughts on that. You have Southern at Prairie View, a 1 o'clock scheduled game for tomorrow. Right after that, kicking off at 2 o'clock, yeah, Mississippi Valley State in Montgomery at Alabama State. Uh, just told you about Bethune-Cookman in Huntsville for Alabama A&M. Game 2 kicks off tomorrow at 3 o'clock is the scheduled time there. You have Arkansas Pine Bluff as you get back into the Western Division, uh, 4 o'clock kick. Off time there for the first pitch. Yeah, FAMU at Jackson State. That should be the second game there. So it'll be interesting to see later today what took place in that matchup. 
And then you have the second game also for Texas Southern at Grambling uh, with that matchup. Let me go to you, Mike, in terms of what you just heard with the update with Bethune-Cookman, Alabama, A&M. Any of uh, that surprises you, either just how close that game was? Uh, and then what series are you really looking at or two uh, in this weekend in your analysis? Uh, I had this slide, so I, I I am looking at that Jackson State, Florida A&M. Who wouldn't be looking at two teams that are pretty much in most people's top five? If you look at HBCU baseball, uh, they both coming out the Swackies. Both have comparable team batting averages. Uh, Jackson State, surprisingly, and if you look at the history of the SWAC, you know, the team that has dominated pitching has typically been Alabama State. Well, guess who get and then and, and Alabama State is 475, but guess who's right there with them? Um, you know, Jackson State. Um, so you know, I want to see how FAMU and Jackson State fare out. Uh, Southern playing Prairie View. That's interesting. Southern's like number three or four in the West, but Southern has solid wins against TSU. And I think uh, TSU just took Prairie View in the best of three game series. What is it? Two games to one? Yeah. So, the last one was a thriller, Mike. Yeah. Uh, and we were in the HBCU All Star game as we were looking at that game. And I left over there with Deuce. It was 2 2. Um, Texas Southern gave you some indication of what they were going to do the rest of the game as they tied it up as we left with their second home run going in there. So we get updates. Prairie View is up um, six to two. So you're like, all right, this might be interesting. Can they get away with it? You get into the bullpens. You've seen some damage this weekend. You get a score update at the end of the game that Prairie View was leading in the ninth, nine to eight. I mean, yes, nine to eight. And then you hear a walk-off home run uh, to take Prairie View out 10-9 to nine in terms of what happened in that game. So fascinating as Texas Southern gets two out of three. Big comeback for them. Knocks Prairie View out of first place uh, as yep. Grambling takes over that spot. And Texas Southern is tied with Southern to stay in the third spot, if you would, behind Prairie View. So it'll be fascinating to see as it goes on. But I did want to give that update, but continue with the rest of your analysis. No, that and, and Southern has – you know, a couple of solid wins against Texas Southern. So interesting. So it's an interesting dynamic. So I want to see how that Prairie View Southern matchup aligns out. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. So with that being said, Drew, I do want to give you an update on the Rattlers there. Rattlers take a tough one fall as they were looking to get it in command first place. They actually fall to Jackson State. Six to one, as this was just updated 10 minutes ago, the Rattlers and Tigers will return to action tomorrow uh, as your first pitch uh, game time will be 5 p.m. in terms of that matchup. Also have an update in terms of Grambling as they were supposed to play today, but they decided to push it to tomorrow and they'll play a double header uh, starting at one and four on Saturday and they'll stick uh, with Sunday at 1 p.m as originally looked like they were going to try to play a series early, but they've gone with Saturday and Sunday, as my understanding has to do with the rain, pushing those games back to when they originally wanted to schedule. With all that being said, you've heard the updates in terms of FAMU, Jackson State. Um, uh, as Jackson State was struggling, they get a much-needed win to kind of maybe bolt themselves back into the race. Somehow we'll see what they can move forward. 
then obviously you thought what looked like maybe an upset with Bethune Cookman going down to Alabama. The Wildcats said not so fast they get a big victory on the road. What are your thoughts in terms of some of the action going on in SWAC with those matchups and the rest of this weekend? First of all, before I even get into it, Mike, I need you to stop that grin about that fam you lost. I expect that from Charles. I don't expect that from you. <laughs> I love I just want, I love it. I, I, I just want – want it on the record. It's on the record. I just – I want that on the record. And, 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 and Brian, is, Brian is the one who texted me about that while I was while I was looking at it. So he co-signs on that. And if you got anything to say, he's going to shut your mic off. So I suggest you be quiet, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I was kind of delicate with that one, so I know that <laughs> I, I may not have made it clear. I know they got Alabama and M, but that that FAMU game was I don't know. Speaking of Brian, I wonder if he likes that Prairie and M shirt that you got on. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Yeah, but I actually the series that I really was that I still am looking forward to is the Jackson State FAMU series because. Uh, fam, you could really do some damage and knock Jackson State uh, out out of everything. But now Jackson State is getting back into the hunt, and right now with the Alabama A and M loss today, they've kind of given themselves some breathing room at that number four spot right now. You know, Alabama A and M was scaring people early in that in that number four uh, slot. Uh, but off the beaten path, Doctor Cavill, when it comes to baseball. I want to talk about the Benedict Tigers, Dr. Cavill. Leading Division Two in stolen bases. Mike, you're a stat junkie just like I am. Yeah. Benedict is averaging 6.18 steals per game. Yep. They have now the number two team who is East Strasburg. Is averaging four point four steals per game. Good, good sizable margin, right? But let's go behind the numbers. Benedict has stolen one hundred and thirty six bases in twenty two games. East Strasburg has stolen one hundred and thirty two bases in thirty games. So, in eight less games, Benedict has four more steals. Y'all go, you go figure that one out. So yep. just just want just want just want to throw that out there, you know, for those things. now Benedict pitching can't do that, but they getting on like you do in, like you do when you was coaching little league, when you was coaching uh your kids in little league, Mike. So as you get on first base, first pitch, first move, you go. First throw, you gone. That's, that's Benedict. That's Benedict. We go, we gonna make you throw us out. They, they gotta throw us out. They must have recruited from the track team. <laughs> <laughs> Get them on base and, and run around. They remind me of, uh, of those old St. Louis Cardinals teams uh, as far as they, as far as their base running. They didn't pitch. They don't pitch as good, but uh, but I definitely wanted to throw that out. Hey, uh, Doctor Fear, I I can, before we get out of here, I do want to highlight one SIEC softball matchup that's going to be happening this weekend. No Miles and Lane. Miles and Lane played this weekend in a three game set in in Birmingham. So that's going to be interesting, Miles. Excuse me. Lane has uh, over twenty victories already this season. Miles up with sixteen victories, but Lane's wins have been uh, a lot of fool's gold. That's been my phrase for baseball this year. 
lot of fools go because they've beaten. Uh, I think they have twenty one wins. Sixteen of them have been uh, for against Division two. Let me check that back. Sixteen of those twenty one wins have been teams that are below Division two, as in yep. NAIA or NCC. AA, that's the extra C, y'all. So, and just, for, this, and just for emphasis, we're talking Southeastern, Southeastern Baptist College, uh, Crowley's, yeah. Crowley's Ridge, Crowley's Ridge. Yeah, <laughs> okay. They, uh, they got, I think they got pain in there a couple of times. They got Arkansas yeah. Baptist in there, you know, when I looked at the schedule. So, this you, is gonna you gotta take that, with a, take that with a bucket of salt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take that. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I got one right here for you, Mike. I'm keeping him off. But yeah, so this is gonna tell us if, if that if that record is as good as it is on paper, or yep. if it's what it what we thinking that, that it's going to be. So that's one key softball matchup. I want everybody to take a look at this weekend. And it's green. They are who we thought they are. <laughs> I like that. To that point, we'll go to Division One softball as we talked about Prairie undefeated. They're on the road. They're at Arkansas Pine Bluff. They have the single game on Friday, the doubleheader on Saturday. Can they stay undefeated? Well, Pine Bluff will try to get it done, but they struggle of late. Um, they're at six six twenty nine overall, two and ten in the conference race, and they've lost seven straight. But you know what happens in the conference press particularly on the road, can Prairie View continue to dominate and get it done? That's one to keep your eyes on since we have a hot streak with the Prairie View and the Panthers uh, softball program. Ladies getting it done over that. That'll do it for the show today. Thank you for listening inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. A.D. Drew, I do want to say uh, special thoughts for Charles. He is nursing a little bit of an injury, so we do want to seriously uh, wish him well. With that being said, again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock. We look forward to next week as we'll discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you download my JVM, my BCSN. Watch our family network of HBCU Sports and our other shows as well on the BCSN network. In terms of sports-related, obviously, uh, go back and check out ONG Strike Zone if you did not see it live yesterday. It's on all your networks out there, as well as checking out Carlos Brown this Saturday. And then Sunday, with the recap of the weekend, getting you ready for next week is uh, Brian and AD, as you know, a sports wrap right here with AD joining us. And a special thank you to Brian Fulford for getting in here and really putting in Yeoman's work uh, last minute call to get it done in so many different ways. So we appreciate him. Obviously, you can go into the podcast. Uh, since I got Brian, it reminds me of that podcast zone. Make sure you check that out. If you don't can't watch and you just want to listen, we have that for you too. So make sure you stick with BCSN. Excited. You know we're bringing you live SIEC championship in softball, baseball, and track and field. So we're excited about that. So make sure you keep up with us. All those that are interested, hit us up, my JBNBCSN. We do have specials for you uh, to join and run uh, in terms of HTU sports. Check us up. We have some great rates for you for the year. So stick with us, and we'll give you that updates as well. 
that'll do it for me. Inside the HBC Sports Lab, one on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We'll talk with you soon. Mike? Of course. AD Drew? Lecture. Yes, miss.